Okay, so uh, back at it. It is time for the Pistols Firing Podcast with your hosts, yours truly, Carson Cunningham. I mean, he's about as pretty as they get. Joined, as always, by Kyle Porter. When he breaks through and gets in the open, it's over. Gone. The Pistols Firing Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the Pistols Firing Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. I have a really fun guest on today, Chad Weiberg, Deputy Athletic Director. I struggle to say that. Uh, I, pr- I need to come up with something else. Deputy Athletic Director. It's, it's difficult to say. Um, now, he, Chad Weiberg, somebody I've wanted to have on for a while. He is uh, he's kind of an Oklahoma State lifer, um, went to school at Oklahoma State, got his first job at Oklahoma State, went away for a while to places like Kansas State and Texas Tech, but then returned a few years ago to become the deputy athletic director at OSU. And and he's in charge of a number of different things, just a a really uh, unique and interesting individual who um, has a lot of, you know, he's in a big position of leadership at OSU. So that's kind of why I was curious to talk to him about just how Oklahoma State is, as, a, as an athletic department, as an organization, is kind of handling the, the pandemic and, and all the fallout from it. Uh, I, I wanted to get his perspective from that position of leadership and how it has affected, you know, I think it's affected all, everyone. Probably everybody who's listening to this has in some way, whether that's through the virus or because of the economy or a job loss or something like that, it, at the very least known someone who has been affected and probably all of us have been affected in, in at least a small way. So I wanted to get his take on that, what the future looks like. Uh, so we talked about a few of those things and, and, and a bunch of other stuff as well. I, I appreciate his uh, coming on and yeah, let's get to this week's guest, Chad Weiberg, deputy athletic director. Just need some reps on that. Uh, it's brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. Be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Okay, we've got Deputy, Deputy Athletic Director Chad Weiberg on the phone. Chad, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Kyle? I'm good. I'm good. Is it Deputy Athletic Director? That's a, that's a tongue twister. Is that difficult to introduce yourself as that? Have you, do you do it a different way? How does that go? No, I'd kind of generally let people uh, call me whatever they want to call me, but uh, no, it's a it's a unique title in uh, college athletics. I'm not sure where it comes from, but uh, but it is one. I guess it it works well with uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very fitting for for Oklahoma State University. I, I wanted to get the way we've been kind of starting off these interviews recently is just hearing how quarantine life is going for for different people. What's it been like for you? Have you been reading anything? Give us like one book or movie or show recommendation that you've kind of been engaging with. Well, that's a great question. I haven't uh, really done too much different, uh, to be honest with you, in terms of that. I'm not a big, uh, um, you know, uh, series watcher or anything like that. Normally, don't don't have time with it for uh, with all the events that we we normally have. I have watched. Um, a couple movies with the kids and that kind of thing. Just uh, since we've got the time, a lot of it is um, when I'm not, you know, trying to stay on top of everything at work. I'm trying to 
help keep the kids occupied a little bit with the with their free time so um, but really not much different in that regard I spend uh, trying to spend uh, most of the day just like normal um, working and keeping things going in the department yeah, I, I, I want to know, because we had kind of talked a, a little bit a few weeks ago, and I know at the time you were up in, in I believe you are up in Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament, and that's kind of when all this started unfolding. What was the moment for you that it kind of hit you? Because I think for everybody it's different. What was the moment where it hit you where it was like, wow, this this pandemic is not only a really big deal, but it's really going to affect my job and my life and the way that everything operates uh, into the future? Yeah, that's a good question. There were a series of moments that uh, all happened in pretty rapid succession that just kind of kept piling on top of each other. And, and with each one, it uh, it just the gravity of the situation just hits you a little bit more. So really going back to um, you know Wednesday of the Big 12 tournament, um, there started to be talk of, of – uh, you know, what would the tournament go on? Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course we played that night, but, uh, the decision had been, been made that by Thursday's games, um, that would be, you know, wouldn't be played in front of crowds. And so that, uh, that evening we started right after our game was over and we won in advance. We started working to figure out, you know, what, what, who would be the 125 that would get into the building. So that obviously was very different <laughs> exercise than, than uh, we'd ever been through before. Um, but then obviously Thursday morning then the, the call was made that we weren't even going to do that. They were ending the, the Big 12 tournament. And, um, and then, you know, just one after another, that afternoon the NCAA announced that they wouldn't have the – uh, NCAA basketball tournament, which was a huge decision, obviously, but um, would not even have any of the other spring sports going forward. So the gravity of the situation really became, uh, you know, apparent with each one of those decisions, not, you know, about how long this could go. So, for example, when they, they made that announcement about spring championships, take the College World Series, for example, that doesn't happen until June. So, that was really when you started thinking, "Wow, this is gonna, this is gonna go on for a while." Yeah, and, and I'm, I agree. The College World Series thing at, at the time, it felt like, "Wow, that is a, that's a long way away." And now it's like, "Oh, I, I guess I kind of see why, why that decision was made." From from an internal perspective at Oklahoma State, what has it been like, and and how have you been? just kind of leading people through this because you you are in a position of leadership, obviously, alongside. Uh, Mike Holder and and the other people that are that are kind of at a at a high level there. H- how how have you been proactive about just leading an organization through something that we don't we none of us have ever really experienced before? Well, I think for Coach Holder and I, that the main thing has been just communication. You know, we're trying to be transparent and sharing the information that we've got, but also being you know just honest and upfront with people about what we don't know. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of just unknown. And, but as we, we do learn more, hear more, uh, we just try to pass that along to um, the rest of the leadership and the department and try to get that word out. We, we're having um, department-wide 
um, Zoom meetings twice a week. Um, so, and the, the purpose of those is just to be able to share information, you know, update people on what we know, talk about what we don't know, um, and then just talk about ways that we can continue to move the department forward um, during this time. So things continue to progress. I think people are have done a great job. Our staff has done a great job of, of pivoting. You know, so now that we don't have events that normally would be taking a lot of our time, they've they've pivoted. And clearly, one of the main priorities we've shifted to is how do we take care of our student athletes during this time, both the ones that are have uh, gone away from Stillwater, gone back home, whatever that may be, and the ones that uh, for, for various reasons stayed here in Stillwater. So how do we continue to support them? Um, how do we continue to support each other as a staff? How do we continue to communicate with our fans and our donors? Um, and then just strategically, what are the things that we can kind of do to keep moving the department forward? Um, how are we going to um, what adjustments are we going to need to make as we come out of this, whatever point that is. Uh, so the staff's done a really good job of continuing to, to move forward with all of those things. How, how concerned are you about, I saw Brett McMurphy came out the other day with a, he kind of had polled a bunch of athletic directors about the college football season. And I, I'm curious about where you fall on that spectrum in terms of just how optimistic or pessimistic you are about this this fall and and everything that you know so much is wrapped up in the college football season financially culturally even and and I, I just I want to get a sense of where you are at mentally with with uh, what you expect from this fall well at this point I'm I'm still optimistic about it I'm just an optimistic person I think um, to begin with but uh, you know obviously um, there'll be a lot of uh, you know our are, uh, it's part of a bigger picture, right? So the, the real decision in that regard is going to be made, obviously, at the advice of the experts, what's going on at the time. But, but then it'll really come down to the university leadership, President Hargis and um, his, his leadership team on what does, what's going on on campus. You know, are we opening back up campus? Are we having classes? You know, those types of things. Those, that, that, that'll be, um, you know, the biggest decision maker, obviously we're probably not going to, um, you know, it's going to be difficult to have a football season if the university is closed. Right. Yeah. So, um, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, there'll, there'll be lots of indicators as we lead up to that. And much like the NBA, I think was a, an initial domino that sort of fell on, on the one end. I think we'll have indications from, a lot of the professional leagues on on um, you know what it's looking like for them, and I think that'll be an indication of where college football can uh, get started again too. Is what is what's the NBA doing at that point? What's Major League Baseball doing at that point? What's the NFL planning to do at that point? I think those will all be leading indicators. Yeah, I've thought a lot about you know what what's going to be the first league that that comes back, and it's just it's hard to as hard as this has been to envision. It's hard to envision you know, how, how we emerge from it. We were on a conference call the other day with with Bob Bowlesby, who's the Big 12 commissioner, and, and he was just talking about some of the revenue numbers and, and some of the financial implications. And I'm curious about how you guys have started, um, 
have you started forming contingency plans as it relates to some of the revenue? Because so much of it, you know, everybody knows this is, is tied up in college football, whether that's TV contracts or season tickets. Uh, I mean, all those numbers are, are fairly public. And so I'm, I'm just curious about how you've just started talking about what the future of that looks like. You know, we haven't really spent a lot of time, um, looking at that um, because that is such an unknown still at this point. So there'd be so much, um, you know, um, so many assumptions that would have to be made there. Really what we're spending our time on is the knowns, you know, so what, um, what do we know that we already will be, um, you know, missing from a revenue standpoint. So we know the big 12, um, you know, the revenue that we were um, anticipating from Big 12 tournament, basketball tournament ticket sales. Um, you know, we know that um, we will likely take a cut from our, our television partners um, on them not being able to televise the Big 12 championship, for example, some mm-hmm. other of the spring sports. But we don't even, you know, fully know from the Big 12 or NCAA all of those details yet. So we're, we are, we know it's coming and we have an idea of what those will be. So we're, we're contingency planning around those things, but we haven't spent a lot of time, you know, at this point um, talking about what it looks like if we don't have a football season. And part of that I think is, is we're optimistic that we will um, have one. Um, um, but, you know, we, um, until we know that that is likely or looking likely that we're not, we're not going to spend a lot of time um, on exercises on that. Um, you know, if, if we don't, it, it becomes obviously very, very difficult. And, uh, um, so much of our revenue is tied up in uh, football season. So if that, that happens, then, Oklahoma State University, along with every other um, athletic department in the country, is going to have you know, some serious uh, uh, decisions to make. But if that is the case, then you know, athletics is a small part of a bigger picture. Mm. You know, if, if if the entire economy is still shut down at that point, then there's there's going to be a lot of, of big problems out there, and, and not. Not sure. I'm certainly not smart enough to know what the solutions um, to that would look like. So I'm optimistic, though, that we're not going to get there. I, I still think we will get past this. I think, you know, the, the state leadership, the, the um, city here in Stillwater, I think, is doing a good job. We're trying to do our part in the social distancing. And, um, you know, I think that it's critical that everybody does their part. Um uh, to get past this, and if we do our part, we can start seeing the the spread slow down, and and there's a confidence there that we can uh, start kind of getting out a little bit more. Then I'm optimistic we'll be able to come back to school and and have a football season. You wear a lot of different hats uh, in your in your job, but uh, f- from football scheduling to you know we're just talking about finances, all these different things, and and, and I know that's probably probably hard to switch back and forth between those so when you think about all these different hats that you wear and all these different things that you're doing what is the thread that you see running through all those that kind of connects everything what what is the what's the through line to where you're like that's that's what I'm trying to do even though it kind of manifests itself uh, in different ways throughout throughout these days that I'm working 
Well, I think that, uh, you know, for me, um, I just am, um, you know, part of a, a team. And we've got a great team. We've got a great staff. And I just see sort of my role in all of this, um, whether it's with this health crisis or just in the day, you know, in, in normal operations of the department um, before all this happened is, is really just trying to uh, be a conduit, a connector for all of the great people that we've got on our, our staff and on our team uh, just to help help them do their jobs and, and uh, just try to, to help with uh, solve problems where there may be or, or, or seize opportunity where that's there. So really, um, you know, it really is just about uh, helping the great people that we have here on our staff do what they do. You mentioned earlier, and we'll get you out of here on this. I know you got to get going, but you mentioned earlier communicating with the different people that you're involved with day to day, whether that's staff or, or student athletes or whatever. I'm curious about how uh, you guys have have tried to empower specifically the the, the coaches and the coaching staffs, like like uh, Mike Boynton and Mike Gundy, and uh, you know all the different coaches that are at Oklahoma State. How have you empowered them to um, just continue to 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 build and maintain their teams because it's it's this weird time of like no recruiting and not really meeting what have those conversations been like and 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 how have you guys kind of gone about that well i feel you know i always have felt this way but i feel this way even more now after going through this we are so fortunate across the board to have the kind of people that we have um, as our head coaches and our assistant coaches here at Oklahoma State, um, just the way that they have handled this and the way they are, um, you know, continuing to work with the current student athletes they have, and and uh, it's just really really impressive to watch. It just makes you feel really really good about what we do, what we're here to do um, for our our students, and um, I'm just really appreciative of them. But they, uh, you know, they've adjusted to, to, to this as well. I mean, it's an ongoing process. I think they still are, but I'm impressed with their creativeness and the things that they're doing to, to stay in touch with their current players, but as well as, uh, you know, continuing to recruit under um, the current um, rules and environment that we're in. So and I suspect that they'll continue to innovate um, as we go along here and figure out ways to, to keep doing what they they need to do and want to do um, to build their team. So it's, it really is impressive to watch and um, very appreciative of them. Just very feel very fortunate that we have the kind of individuals that we do. Yeah, and, and hopefully we get to see see them in public soon, everybody out at some games. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we're, we're, we're optimistic as well for all this to pass. So, uh, Chad Weiberg, thanks a lot for your time, man. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck uh, as you as you guys try to navigate this. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. Be safe. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, thanks again to Chad Weiberg for coming on. Uh, you know, I, I think he has a – just a, a – he's got a, such an interesting perspective on all this. You know, I think the way that you and I talk about Oklahoma State – and its teams and its programs and its coaches and our experience, we talk about it from, you know, like like Mike Gundy says, the outside looking in, and he's talking about it from the inside looking out. And, you know, just the 
that that's a it's just a unique perspective and he has a lot of decisions to make that affect you know the way that we consume a lot of this stuff so it's just it's always it's always interesting to me to talk to somebody like that and and to kind of uh, get their takes on things and and see if they're viewing things the same way that we're viewing things and yeah he was great he was very kind and gracious to give us some time so let's hear from uh, let's hear from Chris's one more time then I'll come back with my big takeaway from our interview with Chad Weiberg. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, my big takeaway from talking to Chad Weiberg, I think, was just diving in with him a little bit on the potential future financial situation. And this is not, it's not a novel. I mean, it's, it's not groundbreaking. If you don't have college football, that things are going to, going to be tough. You know, I, you look at some of the, some of the, the schools and the athletic departments across the country and football revenue, it might make up 50, 60, 75, 85% of, of your revenue, of your, uh, you know, if if you look at it as a business, and I know it's it's a little bit different because it's it's sort of embedded with an educational system, but if you look at it as a business and you start taking that revenue away, uh, even even for just a year, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, what what is this? What does this look like into the future? And and I think you heard, I think you kind of heard that from him. I can't remember the exact words that he used. Uh, but it, it it was very much like, wow, this is going to be if college football doesn't exist. And I appreciated his optimism. I remain optimistic. I, re- I don't know if optimistic is the right word. I remain hopeful. And, you know, you heard the optimism in his voice. But I think there's the reality there of like, hey, if this doesn't exist, this is going to affect everything. And there's a there's a part of me that that I, I don't think that I and we are properly comprehending all this and and I don't and I'm not just talking about college football or or athletics or college sports even sports as a as a whole but just economically the impact of all of this some some days I'm like are we just like over you know is this is this is everything just overblown are we overreacting and some days like today even before uh I I jumped on to 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 talk to Chad Weiberg I I think are we like wildly underreacting to, to kind of some of the uh, fallout from all of this? And, you know, it's, that's going to be felt in kind of the worlds that, that you and I uh, are into. One of those is, is college sports. And, you know, hopefully it, it's already felt a little bit. You know, you, you heard him talk about some of the basketball revenue that wasn't realized, some of the spring sport revenue that's not going to be realized. And that's not – you know that's impactful, but it's not. Uh, it's not the titan that college football is. That that not having that revenue could be. So, 
I don't know, each passing day with the data that comes out and the news that comes out, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how you can pile 60, 70, 100,000 people on top of each other five months from now without a vaccine. I just, I don't envision that. I, I can't, I can't fathom that happening. Now, I, I hope it, I hope there is a way to do that safely that works because like everyone else uh, who's listening or, you know, consuming this podcast, I'm, in, I'm invested in that reality. I'm, I'm literally invested in it in, in uh, a similar way to, you, you know, kind of what, what Chad Weiberg was talking about from, from his perspective, from the Oklahoma State Athletic Department perspective. So I don't know. I, I you know, as he said, uh, or as he alluded to, just trying to take it day by day and figure out the next day and, and move on from there. So I appreciate him coming on. My interactions with him have, have always been that he's a very thoughtful and, and kind and generous person. Uh, he was, you know, he's trying to lead an organiza- organization through a pandemic and he gave us some time on a, uh, on our podcast. So I, I really appreciate that from him and, uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. I appreciate everybody's support throughout all this. It's, um, you know, the, the best way to support us, just continue to re- to read our stuff, pistolsfiringblog.com. Uh, we're continuing to crank out content. OKC Dave and I just traded like 10,000 words uh, via email about the most underrated basketball players in Oklahoma State history. So we're going to start rolling that out on, I guess, today, Thursday. And that'll be up on the site over the next few days and probably a week. It'll be kind of intermittent as we roll out a couple at a time. So that'll be fun. We got some other th- fun things planned. You can also visit our forum, forum.pistolsfiringblog.com, forum.pistolsfiringblog.com. And we're, we're doing a bunch of giveaways over there. We're giving away some Hoboken coffee on Friday. We're giving away some $50 gift cards to Chris's University Spirit on Friday. We're giving away some PFB Plus subscriptions on Fridays. And there were some people that, some readers who were very generous and donated uh, some PFB Plus uh, subscriptions to people who, all you have to do is, uh, I think that thread is you have to tell us your favorite Oklahoma State player ever. That's it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. We draw to that pool of of people on that thread every Friday to give away some of those PFB Plus subscriptions. And what that does is you can participate in the kind of the premium part of our forum. Uh, You get ad-free browsing on the site and a bunch of other stuff we do monthly giveaways and trivia and all kinds of stuff so that's been a really fun community so that's another way that you can kind of help uh, support the site and then the other thing is just pass this podcast along send it to uh, osu friends that you know people who you think might be interested we're going to keep having some fun guests on we've got josh holiday on friday to talk about the ncaa's ruling on spring sports uh, athletes getting another year of eligibility so i'm interested to hear him on that and just talk to him about how he's trying to lead his organ, uh, you know, the, the the part of Oklahoma State that is his organization through all of this. Uh, he's always a good a good guest and a great person to talk to. So we're we're gonna keep cranking them out. We've we've had a lot of fun having some fun guests on Joey Graham and Mike Boynton last week, and then obviously Marshall Moses and uh, Dave Hunzacker, Chad Weiberg, and then Josh Holiday this week, and uh, we've got some more lined up for the future. So. Send this podcast on to somebody who you might think uh, or who you think might like it. You can rate us on iTunes, leave a review. That's a that's such a great and free way to kind of support us through all of this. One of the things that I've been telling our guys 
our, our, our staff and our people that work at, uh, at pistols firing at, at, well, really the company is white maple media, which I'm, I'm very proud of that name. But one of the things I've been telling all of them is look, we have an opportunity to be better as an organization on the other side of this than we were going into it. Now, what that looks like, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with ideas, trying to sort of navigate through this ambiguous future, but I do think there's a real opportunity there to kind of lead us as a, as an organization through all of this. And, you know, there's going to be some initiatives, some things that we try in the future that we'll need y'all's help with. And everybody's been so generous, so helpful already. Just by visiting the site, uh, that's... Uh, incredibly helpful to continue reading stuff, sharing it, passing it along. So we'll be back with uh, more on Friday with Josh Holiday, and then into next week. So thank you guys for listening. And thanks again to Chad Weiberg for coming on.